Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an IV Pod production. You can find us at www.ivpod.com or go to Facebook. Let's go. Okay, welcome everybody. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is John, and I'm with Clayton. Hi, John. Howdy. Welcome to another episode of the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. Yes, coming to you live. Well, not really. It's live to us. Mm-hmm. I want to keep saying that, but it's not. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. I know. Sorry. Gotta stop that. So, um... No, uh, no interesting stories. We've got a lot to talk about today, Clayton. So I guess we won't make we won't waste too much time. We can jump right into this. Uh, for, Sounds good. Yeah, let's. Uh, today's show is about something that uh, we didn't know too much about. I know I didn't know anything about this. This is actually our first user suggest or listener suggestion. So that's kind of cool. Got some our feedback. first episode based on some feedback. Exactly. Cool. And uh, yeah, I was excited to do this topic because I was completely clueless to it. And we're talking about the uh, Hennepin Hopper Lakes, which are just south of Hennepin. So this is... Uh, just at the backwaters of the Illinois River, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I guess uh, really the just south of Hennepin, it's kind of it, right along the river and then Route 26... Uh, is where you can find this if you're, you know, you hear this podcast and you're interested in checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's right there, and uh, up until about 2000, 2001, it would have been corn fields and soybean fields, uh, nothing unusual around here. Uh, but then things changed quite a bit in about 2001 uh, when it was changed into a wetland, which is not a new thing. It was at one time a wetland, but it was restored to its original state. Uh, should I give a little, maybe I should give a little background. What do you think? Yeah, John, well, I mean, just so everybody knows, most of the rivers in Illinois and the upper Midwest and, and uh, northern United States, a lot of the rivers were levied and um, they made a lot of locks and dams, and they tried to control the the flow of the water and the natural landscape of the water was altered dramatically. I know it's not just on the Illinois River. I mean, in the Mississippi, there's um, all kinds of locks and levees and different ways that they thought that they were controlling the floodplain. And what ended up happening is uh, a good bit of the natural habitat in the floodplains where there's a lot of grassland, uh, a lot of native species and grasses and birds and other flora and fauna um, were that was their their habitat, and a lot of that was destroyed. So um, I think that's kind of where you were going, right? Absolutely. And uh, I heard you mention the word flora and fauna. And now yeah. when I heard those words when I started researching this, I was clueless as to what those were. Oh, really? And I have the definitions here somewhere, although unless you know it off the top of your head. Well, what a flora is the uh, vegetation, 
and okay. fauna would be the animals. Thank you. More or less. Um, so I, you had it in, in our worksheet somewhere, I think. But yeah, that that's the basic gist of it. So all the wild grassland and, and um, other, like what would need normally a wet habitat to, to grow, um, plants that would live in a wetland are like a, is what was destroyed when they, they came in and kind of tried to levy the, the, the river so they could create more farmland, which was which was it's not necessarily it wasn't a bad idea i mean at the time it seemed like the thing to do you know that we're we're on the richest farmland in probably um the whole world so why not try to make more of it that's generally an an american's perspective yeah, uh, if you got exactly. a good thing if you got a good thing let's ride let's ride it out so that's what they did and they did a hell of a job it was the what probably most of the time the army corps of engineers um the inm canal probably got built uh, and then what they were able to do is sort of control the way the water flowed uh, in it. It what it, and the the actual outcome of that was, uh, you know, it destroyed a lot of habitat and it it took away a lot of nature's way of cleaning itself. Exactly, and that's kind of that that all occurred roughly a hundred years ago. Um, the now one stat I see here. Going back to the mid-1800s, the land was purchased by families around the Hennepin, or from the Hennepin area, and in 1908, I think, the farmers actually, that's when they built the levees and the pumps and all that stuff, and they drained the land. They created 2,600 acres of fertile farmland, and then uh, it, it was in 2000 that they actually, this all kind of changed because farming back in 2000 wasn't going very well uh just the prices of everything was down okay and that kind of opened up this opportunity in came the wetlands initiative which is a non-profit actually to quote their website they are a non-profit corporation dedicated to restoring the wetland resources of the midwest to improve water quality increase wildlife habitat biodiversity and reduce flood damages I did that for memory. I was not reading that whatsoever. I believe you. <laughs> so in 2000, they came in, and they took advantage, actually, of the situation, and they bought up a lot of this land just south of Hennepin. And, and where did this Wetlands Initiative, which is a nonprofit group, that it seems like they got most of their money through um, private donors, they, grant, some grant money, and... Uh, that's pretty much it, right? I, I mean, think, you know, I hope we can get some comments on this one from people who are more into this than us. Uh, if if there is more, I know, you know, now, and we'll get into this later, there's the whole nutrient farming thing, which is a, a way to make money, but we'll get into that. Uh, this is something a little slightly different. I think you're right. I think it was grant money and... Uh, Probably private donors, right? I mean, yeah, uh, more I charity, so. charity type stuff. Well, I, I was just curious because I kind of got it, it's it's like it's a little muddy because um, uh, twenty six hundred acres isn't that much land. I mean, it, it is, but it isn't. Uh, mm -hmm. What's it about four square miles? Is that right, uh, off the top of my head? I don't know, but I can I tell you that what's a square square mile in acreage is, is like six hundred and sixty acres. So. Give or take. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm not trying. It's just it's not like a massive plot of land, but then again, it's 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 sizable, and especially getting into the kind of uh, operations that they were doing, it's costly. I, I don't know what farmland goes to. Maybe 
um, you know, four to ten thousand dollars an acre, maybe. So I don't know what their budget was, but no clue here. Okay, <laughs> I just maybe again, maybe that's something someone else can help us with. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Guide us. Yeah. So uh, I guess. Um, so yeah. So you know, farmed. Uh, farming was good all through the 1900s, uh, up until 2000 when kind of went to the crapper. In comes the Wetlands Initiative. Uh, again, yeah, they're nonprofit. They they do specify they're not really about saving the land. They're really about restoring the land. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what this project was all about. They they mainly work in the Midwest. And I see a stat here that says, uh, you know, this kind of works to what their goal is, that 90% of the wetlands that were in uh, the country, or actually in Illinois, I'm sorry, uh, are gone. So right. it's their, you know, they've shown through their studies that, you know, there's a lot of value to these wetlands. So they're trying to bring a lot of them back. Right. And, uh, and I think maybe we could talk about that because we hear about um, a lot of the uh, negative side of factories and other stuff. And um, I think a lot of the damage that was done to our local ecosystems was done before we were alive. So most people don't think too much about how this the natural landscape of Illinois was formed and how it it it, it kind of worked as an ecosystem. So it, given that we're only you know th- around 30 years old, um, we don't necessarily understand that that there's floodplains and that the rivers got really wide and that they didn't necessarily flow so nicely through uh, the Illinois Valley. So, and it, it, if you're not, if you never have taken a geography geology class where you've seen, you know, I, I, it's hard to to understand that the, the way the natural landscape was before we got here. I well, guess. the thing, the, the thing about the wetlands that you know. Not being, I know, I know, I wasn't too familiar with the wetlands. It's not something that's, you know, when we talk about the natural wonders of the Illinois Valley, we think of like Starve Rock and stuff like that. But, you know, the the benefits of the wetlands is it's huge because it's like a natural filter. So when there's pollutants, uh, like a lot of the chemicals that they use in the farming, or and, you know, it flows into the water. And, and when it goes through a wetland, it actually removes pollutants. To con- and control sediments, sediments mm. and cleans the water naturally. Mm, right. So it's it's in in, in in addition to other things, you know, plant life, animal life, uh, flood damage we mentioned before. Uh, there's a lot of good things that go with wetlands. So that's why right. that's why they're trying to do something about it. Right. It actually it's it's nature's filtering system, kind of like a sand filter on a pool. Um, that's kind of what a wetlands is. If the water just flows one way and never uh, balloons out and settles over an area and then runs back toward the river, um, there's no chance for any of the the bad stuff that ends up in it, like nitrogen uh, and what was... There's a couple other things. Phosphorus. And and then you have algae growths. I mean, we could could probably spend a whole episode, and we'd never do this, but uh, get into the science of it. And it's really... it's it's, um, Well, you know... it goes into the whole dead zone thing that's down in the Gulf of Mexico because all the water right. from here leads to the Mississippi right. and then down there and it creates a... Dead zone where the water does nothing. There's a low oxygen level, so the fish don't have anything to... Um, they can't breathe and there's no algae. There's nothing in it. Isn't it... Isn't it I, whatever it is, it's just, it's, it basically sucks the life out of whole huge masses of 
uh, um, underwater ecosystems. Right. Oh, that's scary. So I guess uh, kind of, you know, background on the, the wetlands initiative and the importance of wetlands. Um, let's get back to the hopper lakes themselves. So that's a little okay. bit of background. And I, I think I should I should try to post some of this info on our, our website or, or something because there's a lot of info. And actually, really, if, if you're interested in this, check out the Wetlands Initiative website. They've got pretty much most of the stuff that I'm, we're talking about today. Uh, we took it from their website, but we took it. There's there's actually a lot of info on this, so if anyone's interested, check it out. Um, I guess before we jump back into the our talk about the Hennepin Hopper Lakes, let's do a quick plug for a local Illinois Valley business. Sounds good, John. Okay, let me cue the music. IV Pod supports Dreamwave Wrestling with an upcoming event November 6, 2010, the survival of the fittest at the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle. Check them out. Okay, we're back, everybody. Welcome. So let's get back. We've been giving you some background on the wetlands and uh, the wetlands initiative. So let's get back into what we were talking about in the first place, the Hennepin Hopper Lakes. Sound good? Sounds good, John. Rock on. Yeah. We could talk about how this sort of actually directly um, benefits the people of the Illinois Valley, I guess. I think... um, what we kind of did is sort of try to give you guys a background on the history of the wetlands and, and how they were kind of taken um, during, the, I would say, like the Industrial Revolution era and like the waterways were changed. But um, what they were, what they actually did is they, they actually went back and sort of used the money that they raised and reflooded that area of the wetlands and it created a, a whole new ecosystem for a lot of the native Illinois plants and animals that that know the pre-1800s actually lived out there right right yeah and then you know they planted plugs and seeds uh, of the local indigenous or whatever word is mm-hmm. uh the local stuff and planted <laughs> planted it back again sorry right oh yeah lots of stuff lots no of but stuff. It, it, it did it and it, it, it essentially um helped bring back a lot of the birds and 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 there's a a lot of game fishing and they actually were able to open it up as a recreational area too which i thought was kind of neat there you can go there uh and i don't know if it's open monday you know monday through sunday or whatever it is but you can there's areas where you can um fish and uh kayak and canoe um there's a lot of hiking areas uh, they have viewing towers yeah there's a big uh, big observatory that they built looks pretty cool i after re- reading this i really want to go and check it out yeah i'd like to as well it's like right off go. route 26 i guess i should bring up the map eh, i don't have time yeah, people near, Google it. It's near Hennepin. Um, yeah, go to Hennepin, head south on 26, and you'll you'll find it. Right. Uh, and there's been a lot of good press on this. I, I you know just doing Google searches on Hennepin Hopper Lakes, you, you'll find a lot of stuff in Chicago Tribune, uh, Peoria Papers, uh, all over the place. There's there's good press on this because it is a really cool thing to see where they they took, and it, it's just that it's been such a good success. You know, all these plants have come back to the area and all these um 
birds. This has become this huge bird migration location. There's something about the way the Illinois River bends right near this area that it's become this huge bird migration point. So they're, they're really, it's been really good in terms of, you know, the ec ecological improvement or whatever. So it, mm -hmm. it's good. It's, it's, it's something to check out. If you're, you're looking for something to do, check it out. Right. Although uh, one thing that was, I guess, a setback in, in regards to this project was the, um, the Illinois Valley's favorite fish, the carp, uh, <laughs> kind of found their way into this area and they actually had to do fish kills, um, try to save some of the, the more game type fish and then actually do the, the fish kill and kill off the carp and then re, uh, restock the lakes with yeah, I think they, I, game fish. I think they've, they actually drained it. They had to drain it and then fill it back up again. Right. You know, right. Not fill it back, you know, you know, reenact the the um, pumps and all that and then turn it back off. Right. It's kind of so, like, it's like a re restart. Like, yeah. Like, like, oh, I don't like the way this game is going. Let's let's <laughs> let's turn it off and turn it back on again and see if we can do a better job next time. But yeah, it is. Something about, <laughs> yeah, something about that is weird. You know, they they set this up to make it natural, and they don't quite like the way it's working out. But so I'm not going to pull the plug. Is there a plug? <laughs> they got to send a scuba diver down, and he goes down there. to like pulls the main drain, and everything goes out. Yeah, uh, I guess. Oh, Some bags. Right. I don't know how it works, but yeah. Then go gather up all the carp, and let's try it again. All right. Uh, yeah, well, there, I mean, the invasive species thing is is, uh, yeah. I mean, if you've ever if you spend enough time out uh, in the the timber or in various parts where there, I mean, maybe where there's strip mining or like in this case where they they turned it into farmland, a lot of plants get planted that have no natural enemy, and that that causes a lot of damage. And that's not just here in the Illinois Valley; uh, it's across the country. There's a lot of battles going on with invasive species and we have the carp obviously famously asian on the carp River. asian carp the, the great youtube jumping fish videos but there's other plants and stuff i know that cause all kinds of trouble i i know i worked at um the for the mclean county park parks department at um Kumlara park um i worked i worked with the maintenance crew over the course of a winter and i got um, some good experience with uh, the prairie prairie grasses and and understanding of what what some of the invasive species can do to these areas and they can just totally take over places where birds might migrate to and land and eat or various um, like deer or you know any any number I, I you know any number of animals makes makes a life out of and and if these these plants come in they can kind of devastate a whole little ecological system so I don't it's believe scary. it you don't believe it at no, all I don't believe calling, it. Are you calling shenanigans on me, John? Completely fabricated lies. BS. Lies. Yes. Can I say BS? Is that legal? I think that's safe. I wish you'd be able to maintain our clean iTunes rating if you say I don't, BS. I don't. <laughs> uh, but I forgot what we were talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, I went on a rant there. That's Sorry. cool. That's cool. No, that's cool. Oh, we were talking about the the fish and how they drained it and then refilled yeah. it. Speaking but, of carp, oh, there. You know, it's a Ugly, slimy fish, but they are fun to catch. Yeah, they are. And yeah. you, you can catch them with just about anything. I mean, you stick a piece of corn on your hook and you'll catch some carp. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you eat fish out of the Illinois River, John? No, I don't recommend no. it. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what the people say. Like, you can eat one walleye out of the Illinois River every three months. Yeah, I know. I don't know. If it's fishing, they're telling you you can only eat one every three months. What the hell's in it? And Especially, why is it so bad for me? Yeah, is it mercury? I think. Jesus, God. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Speaking of that, you know, that, uh, you know, carp... They get it. Well, I'm kind of losing my track. I'm thinking ahead here, but like carp, uh, they eat off the bottom, and there's a lot of like the sediment and stuff that's in the the dirt or whatever that they're eating. You know, there's mercury in in there, so you know that's very bad. And and that brings up a topic that we kind of skipped over this, and that is nutrient farming. Uh, yeah. And the benefits of nutrient farming and and why this whole Hennepin Hopper Lake is kind of a big deal, especially in the state of Illinois right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's like a weak lead in. I was just, I, sorry, sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, the nutrient farming. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a weird concept to kind of grasp, John. Uh, I'm going to wish you luck on trying to explain it. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is going to be a really generic attempt, but basically... You know, when uh, industry moves into an area, they create, well, they have to do surveys and stuff, and they got to find out what what they're going to be building their facility on, and is that going to impact some type of plant life? Uh, So there's an offset for that. They have to, you know, the government controls. They don't, if there's like an endangered species, they they don't want them to build their, plant right on top of some refuge or something and in addition to that like when a company comes in and starts putting uh, large quantities of nitrogen or phosphorus or or different chemicals into the water uh, you know that's a problem and that's something that they have to deal with with the government well nutrient farming is a way of getting new it's 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 using that natural filtration of the wetlands to take out these different chemicals or take out nitrogen and uh, carbon, take it out of the sediment and naturally clean the water. And a nutrient farm, I'm kind of jumping around here, but a nutrient farm is actually, the, the, the Hennepin Hopper Lakes is, a, is kind of an example of what a nutrient farm could be, which is, um, I'm kind of losing my place here, a land... It's, it's, it's really kind of a tough concept to grasp. Because it is. Uh, I'm going to read this direct here. Uh, landowners along the floodplain can restore wetlands on their land and use these wetlands to remove or harvest, I'm doing imaginary quote lines here, uh, excess nutrients from the surface water and sequester carbon from the atmosphere and sell those credits to dischargers who cannot cost-effectively meet environmental standards. So what that means is if you are building a factory up near Chicago, uh, or the Chicago, you know, there's all these distribution places up on like 55 and Route 80. So yeah. take one, take one of those places for example, and say that they're going to start pumping stuff into the water, and the government's going to move in because they're discharging, you know, these these uh, these uh, chemicals into the water. So they can buy credits, and that offsets the problem. And you get these, the credits, they buy them from these nutrient farmers. The farmers who are farming, basically, instead of farming soybeans and corn, they're farming wetlands. And, right. And they're, what they're, 
they're they're not really making anything or growing anything or selling anything other than their ability to remove dangerous chemicals again phosphorus nitrogen um, carbon sequestration and they remove that and and how they make their money is by getting paid by the companies that are putting that garbage in the water system right right and right. that's the way the EPA and the government can sort of regulate how much waste uh, how much damaging gunk can be put into the uh, natural habitat by a given uh, factory company manufacturer blah 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 whatever it might be so so say um, you're so yeah I'm like a cap I'm, and trade with the carbon carbon credits and all that it's yes. a, kind of a, a different version of that if anybody's familiar with that yeah so yeah I'm I'm building my company and I'm I'm damaging the earth but oh I'm also supporting this this wetland down south Illinois and uh, down central Illinois and that's making the earth better in a way so it's a balance yeah and then this is theoretical um it's it's based on everything that they're telling us that this is how they they're able to actually measure how many of these harmful uh, agents are taken out of the water based on measuring where the entry point would be and then at the end point of this particular waterway they can actually measure how much uh phosphorus and how much nitrogen is at the beginning and then they measure how much at the end and then they can actually tell how much benefit that this natural wetland is actually doing uh now this is all open for debate we're not saying that this is all true uh we're not saying we're not we're not backing the science behind it um we're right. not we're not we're not scientists so we don't uh we're just basing it on the what they're saying and what that we're kind of giving them the benefit of doubt that it's actually true Right. Yeah, I, I would love to get some dialogue from people who know stuff about this, because I know that there's, I know personally, when I started to read into this, I felt there was something weird about it. Uh, right, sort because, of a ruse was going yeah, on. I mean, it's just weird that these big, on the one hand, you can have these environmental, you know, this making wetlands and benefiting the earth, but then on the flip side, you know, having it hand in hand with a company that could be destroying the earth. It's kind of a weird uh, merger between, not merger, but uh, you know, agreement between the two. It's like, I, I don't know. I just, there, it's something kind of odd about it to me, and, and and I can't help but wonder the people who are on the very top level of these two groups, like, um, you know, the the big business guy, and then right. the, uh, the person who's at the head of the wetlands initiative. You know, what what do they really talk about when they're talking about all this stuff? And, right. I, I can't help but wonder. I just, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in one of those meetings. I mean, right. all in all, it's pretty cool because, you know, both sides are happy. Uh, the government or the business is happy because they're making their money and making, doing their thing. And the environmentalists are happy because they're restoring the wetlands. So, I mean, everybody's happy, but it's, I don't know. It's just something doesn't sit well with me with this. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, if you, I just wonder if some, you sometimes, I, we're we're kind of raised to be skeptical of any time that it's like a snake oil salesman or the, like the Simpsons episode where the monorail, you know, yeah. you 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 guys need to do this because of this, but it, it's some problem that you didn't even know existed, but all of a sudden you need to spend your hard-earned money to fix it, even though it you didn't even know it was a problem. Right. Um. And I and this is I I think that's a bit of an extreme case, you know, saying that, but um. I think any kind of if if they can you know the the floodplain restoration and doing all that, I 
I, I I'm gonna lean towards it. It is a good idea. And if 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 they can get big companies that have factories that are actually kind of hurting the environment to pay for something positive, I think it's a good thing. That yeah, but that's I, that does yeah. It's it's it seems to be a good thing. And I I uh, yeah. Um, actually, real quick, Clayton, watching our timer here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's cue some music. Uh, real quick and do a quick plug. Sounds good. Okay, we'll be right back. So, Clayton, what do you think of our new logo? I think it's pretty sweet because we got sweet results from eye candy graphics and printing. Yes, we did. And if you want to get sweet results, go to www.icandygraphicsonline.com Okay, we're back everybody. Thank you. Um so jumping back to what we were talking about, we are not advocating one thing or another. We're just trying to tell you what we found on the website, uh, whether or not nutrient... You know, we didn't mention, Clayton, that the Hennepin Hopper Lakes is not a nutrient farm. Right. To, at least from what I can see on the web. Right. No, so we, we're not... We didn't mean to get to try to tail off into that down that road, but that's something that has been discussed as a possibility in other areas where there were wetlands, and if they do the restoration, they could fund it by using this uh, right, right. They're system. using they're, yeah, because it's it's such the Hennepinopper Lakes, and I didn't mention actually it's called something else now. Uh, it was dedicated uh, the Sioux and West Dixon Waterfowl Refuge. Sorry to throw that out there, but uh, oh, I I, to yeah, I saw that earlier and thought it would be um, relevant. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that the Hennepinopper Lakes is was such a success story when it comes to these wetlands and re- restoring them. Um, aside for the carp problem. Um, you know, it, they're using it, I think, as an example of what you can do because they really want to transform a lot of these wetlands all along the Illinois River back into their original state because they want to do what we talked about earlier, you know, take the things out of the water, clean the water, improve upon the flood damage to local towns because that's a big thing with wetlands is they're like these big storage pools for the flood water. So, right. um, they want to do that all along the Illinois River, so they're using this as kind of like a, as a pilot to show, hey, this works, or it could work. So, I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, get off. Uh, right. Ho- get hopefully off. that wasn't all too boring, but I think anybody <laughs> who cares about the area can can understand uh, the impact that the river has on the local economies and 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 how important it is to to, to take care and. and you know, make sure that you're looking after Mother Earth. Right. You know, as long as as long as the uh, government doesn't start swooping in and taking people's farmland that, you know, they're trying to make a living and they're going to move in and say, hey, you got to turn this into a nutrient farm. Hopefully that sort of a situation isn't going to occur. Right. Because I could see that being an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't, so, I don't uh, think that'll happen. I, I think this is a, a, a seem like kind of a pilot study. It was sort of ahead of a kind of a what, what would happen if we tried to do this? And they were actually these people. And it sounds to me like they're pretty, they're go getters. They actually raised the money to do it. They did it, 
and now they're sort of measuring the benefit and maybe yep. and, and they're actually finding some of the problems that come along with it so it's a pretty neat program yeah. and Carp. and if we benefit by directly from getting a recreational space that we can go use for fishing kayaking canoeing and uh bird watching and, and any other extra you know recreational activities i think that's great so Sure. So if you're interested in checking it out, um, you know, dr- check out their website, web- Wetlands Initiative, or uh, I think it's like wetlandsinitiative.com or something like that. Probably .org. I don't know. .org. Yeah, Google it. You'll find yeah. it. Or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'll try to post. <laughs> yeah, I'm so good at this. Uh, I'll, I'll try to post our information on the website if I get around to it. Um, you know, or just, just drive over to Hennepin and cut down on 26 south from there and Go. They got a parking lot. You can, uh, you can park your car and go up to that 30-foot observation deck, look out into the natural wetland, and where you can go kayak and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I guess that about closes off that topic. Do you got anything else we should mention before we go, Clayton? Um, not about the Hopper Lakes. I I do want to talk about. Um, maybe the podcast of the week. What do you think, John? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything. I've, I've been trying some stuff out, but, uh, I've, I've been listening to fantasy basketball podcasts. Oh, trying to get re- have you? Yeah. Don't, don't check them out. <laughs> don't check them out. No. I mean, you have all the, you have all the secret information. <laughs> I have all the rights. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, yeah, I might have to go do that before I go. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I went and saw, uh, Mr. Bill Burr last night in Chicago at the Vic theater and it was pretty sweet. Um, I'm a loyal podcast listener. He's the MM, the MM podcast.com. He's hilarious. Uh, he's a comedian. He just came out with a special on Comedy Central. I think I brought him up in a previous podcast. Um, he's a little raw. I mean, he's not over the top or anything like that. He's no Sam yeah. Kinison or. Um, but he's definitely R-rated. He's definitely R-rated. Uh, and I don't know if the women will appreciate oh, they, his they, comedy I, too much. I tell you what, at the show last night, there was women there in groups. Oh, that's cool. Meaning. Two women together, three women together. That that was their night. They were going to go see Bill Burr, so he's not that big of a pig. Um, okay, but that's cool. It was a great show. Like it was, he really the I don't know. He sold me on his whole stand-up. Anytime that you go see comedians live, though, it's usually pretty awesome. I saw Dave Chappelle way back when he was popular right. on the Chappelle Show. I don't know. It's probably like oh five. That was cool. Yeah, wasn't that? Were you? Was that at U of I? Yeah, it was at U of I. Uh, yeah. At the, the arena. It was at uh, Assembly yep. Hall. Uh, was, That's cool. Yeah, it was. But Bill, this was much more intimate. There's about 900 people. He did some good crowd work. Uh, you know, some people tried to heckle him, and he shot him right down. That's kind of his area of expertise. You can't talk <laughs> trash to him because he will, he will rip you a new one, if I don't mind saying it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's been working on his new bits, and it's fun because he talks about a lot of the stuff that he brought up in his show. He talks about it on the podcast, but he, he kind of does it without really giving it a punchline. I mean, it's funny, but it's not um, – he didn't. He doesn't wrap them into nice little jokes like he did at his show last night, so it was, it was super cool. But, I'd, like to do, I'd like to do more of what he does on his podcast where 
I'd like to get to the point where he is, where well, he'll talk about something during his podcast, and then right there on his website, he'll have the videos, the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of YouTube videos, I think this is a cool transition off of Bill Burr. Sorry. Did you? Sorry, sorry, my phone's going off. Oh, geez. sorry, everybody, that was bad. Okay. Did you see the uh, in the News Tribune about the? I don't know. There, a couple guys from the Illinois Valley wrote their own music video. Um, from yeah. Peru, one was from LaSalle, one was from Peru, uh, something about creeping. Uh, yes. uh, I think we should, uh, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Um, so it's, it's like the Ottawa serious fun thing. I think we should probably talk about that again some other time, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's all local area type places. Yeah. I think it's mainly, Peru, it looked like Peru, LaSalle. Right. And well, and it was about the... Facebook and how creepy it is when like people go on there and stalk random yeah. people and look at all their pictures and, 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 and kind of. You know, I don't. I don't. What's a good way of saying it? But uh, peeping Tomish, like just sort of creep on their lives and in their business, and really um, the privacy thing. It's um, yeah, hey, I, we can't, we can't, we can't make fun, too much fun of Facebook. That's like our only means of. Uh, oh, I'm not ripping on Facebook. I'm ripping on the people <laughs> that use it to creep. Oh, okay. I remember when it first started. I I couldn't believe it. I I'd, I'd, you know I'd never seen Facebook before, and I heard about it, and I was like, seriously. And then I went on there, and I was like, this is weird. I didn't feel comfortable like looking at other random people's pages and stuff, and the amount of in, information that was um, divulged voluntarily seemed to be a little bit too personal to me. So um, now we're over it, and it's all it's standard. Yeah, order, yeah, yeah. Like I I really order. need to know that some broads like going to grocery shop and the avocados were 50 cents more this week than they were last week or, oh yeah you know, that's important stuff right but uh, <laughs> i think it's oh. i think it's turned into a lot more than just the, the normal run-of-the-mill bs I, I think people are starting to kind of uh use it more effectively and in, in, in terms of communicating and stuff like that but we don't need well, it's to helped out us yeah it's it's helped out us and hey if you're you're listening to this uh we'd appreciate it if uh if you like us uh suggest us to your friends because this is yeah we're, we're doing this on the cheap so facebook's basically our only means of getting the word out right so. well what did we have i think we had about 72 downloads on the uh the alcoholism podcast yeah it was I think. Yeah, yeah that's I think what I saw. Maybe even more. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I can't believe that people are actually listening to us, so I think we're doing I think we're doing a good job. I I hope so. Yeah, well, I guess. I that's what I have if to not, think or else we I'd stop showing up. I wouldn't be able to punch <laughs> that time card anymore, John. You'd have to find a yeah. host. <laughs> a new one. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, we did get a email. I did get an email the the mail at IvyPod. There was a Someone said, I can't remember, they were making fun of the Wiffle Ball oh, yeah. episode a bit, which is it's good. I'm glad we got an email. Oh, like, and we I we think, say stuff that doesn't make any sense fairly frequently. I hope we're getting better at that, though. Yeah, and I'm, I'm working on some stickers, decals here. So if you, you know, if you like to comment and you're in, you can bring up something that we can use in the podcast, we can hook you up with some stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, we should, we should guarantee it. If you send us an email to... Uh, ivypod mail at ivypod.com right that would be our email yeah. address mail at ivypod.com so if you the first one to send us an email we'll mail you a sticker how's that i'm guaranteeing good it. To me. yeah and i will even i will personally pay that postage <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah same here, I, same we, here. We don't, sorry i'm getting 
the company credit card is is actually yeah. doesn't exist yet. So <laughs> we're working on yeah. that. Well, I'm, get, I'm getting distracted here. There's activity in my house, so okay. I think my kids will. So I think it's about time to wrap it up, then, John. What do you think? Yeah, I think I gotta go tend to. Uh, yeah, to teething, a, children. a teething baby. Yeah, yeah. So, well, go help them out. Well, let's wrap this stuff up. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Check us out www.ivpod.com or come like us on Facebook, please. Or at, uh, on iTunes at. Uh, or on iTunes. Or yeah. are we the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast on iTunes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, look us up on there. We got our logo and everything on there. It's pretty cool. So yeah, check us out. We'll talk to you uh, next time, next Sunday, or. Whatever, we're coming out on Wednesdays, so we'll see you, yep. see, you, uh, see you in a week. See you later. Clayton, you got anything going on November 6th? No, John, I, I, I think I got that weekend open. Oh, well, perfect. I recommend that you go and see... Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>